Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening everybody and welcome to Go Rangers Radio! Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in... New York, baby! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuppin, and everybody, please welcome back your friend of mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD! How you doing, buddy? <laughs> good, man. It's good to be talking to you again. Um, you know, life is getting a little crazy out there, so, uh, you know, it's good to be back on the show and, and talk a little bit of hockey and have, uh, you know, somewhat of, uh, you know, somewhat of normalcy. Uh, back in the life for at least maybe an hour or so. Well, it's a good week to come back, buddy, because four <laughs> score and 700 years ago, the New York Rangers won a Stanley Cup championship in the bright, bright lights of Madison Square Garden on Broadway in 1994. And we're watching all the dusty old MSG film work, <laughs> seeing, I get- all the, seeing all the old rusty newspapers as we, as we reminisce of days gone by and the glory that we used to celebrate. Ain't that fun, buddy? No. I you know, I hate to be a party pooper about it and I tweeted about it today when you were when you had put out the promo for the show. I'm sick of ninety four. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I I've had enough. I mean, we have beaten this horse to death. You know, I'm a Ranger fan and a Mets fan. Like, I am so sick of ninety four and eighty six. Like it's not even fun for me anymore. Like I, I'm over it. I need a, I, I need another championship. But look, I get that the range. Look, they had the Cup <laughs> final, you know, in 2014, and that was great. It was an awesome run. But I need a cup. Like I can't live. You know, this one's gonna last a lifetime. No, it's not, because I need another one, Paulie. And you know, <laughs> it is great. I guess seeing the '94 stuff. But I've had enough. Like, how many times have you seen all these games already? Like, you know. I, and it's all, you know, around this time again, and everyone gets nostalgic, and, you know, Messier and Richter and all that stuff. And it is great, but I need something, man. I need another championship. I need it. Little did we know, Sam Rose and the Soothsayer would say this will last <laughs> a lifetime. <laughs> still, still you, you, you think he ever, like, regrets he said that? <laughs> because, you know, you just see so many Ranger fans sort of lamented sometimes, like, ugh. It's going to have to last a lifetime because, <laughs> you know, I bet you, you think people like see him and give him crap about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'll be the first one to say I rolled around on the floor and I was like, you know, I don't if this does last a lifetime. Oh, of course. At least I live through it. On this That's year. Right. But now yeah. I agree with you, man. Look, I mean, we're, a- I mean, the way things are going, we're heading for another 54 years. You know, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> But you know what's going to happen is that the you know if if the NHL actually does get started again, you know which hey look it's it's heading in, a, in the right direction. Um, you know the Rangers are going to win this thing, and there's going to be a big fat asterisk next to it, and people are going to say they're not really this can't I don't we, care. we can't really 
<laughs> I don't care. You know what I will do? I will march down Broadway with a silver asterisk over my head, and I will hoist that thing, Stanley Cup in one hand and asterisk in the other. I don't care, man. They played almost 70 games. This is if, if and when the puck drops and this tournament happens, it's going to be one of the most – it should be without the fans. I, I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how exciting that's going to be, but – you know, it's going to be a tough road to get it. I'll screw yeah. that. You get they win this parade. I'll two parades. I don't care to win. Have you have you been watching any of the other sports without any crowds? Like I was watching ESPN's been playing like uh, uh, broadcasting boxing. It it is weird. Like and and they're not boxing in like you know the the arenas in like you know Las Vegas and you know MGM Grand or anything. They're like in a room. They just like so, you know they're in this, yeah seriously it's like they're in my uh, like bedroom or something this small little room and uh, you know there's no noise and it, it is definitely bizarre like I want to watch it like I start watching it because I just need live sports and I'm like eh. <laughs> and I turn it off because <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not a huge boxing fan either when I was younger I used to love boxing I think most people like boxing is just not interesting anymore you just don't have the personalities anymore and the big fights and, and the way it was when we were younger but um yeah I, i'm interested to see how it goes i guess soccer has started up i haven't seen any of the soccer matches and i don't think they have any crowds so i haven't really checked that out i'm not a big soccer fan either but um yeah it'll be it'll be very interesting yeah i mean uh the premier league is coming back i am a diehard manchester united fan okay and I'm going to I'm going to check in. I mean, I haven't had a reason really to check in on any sports because there really hasn't been anything on that interests me, you know. So, obviously yeah, they had the, the golf, but golf is you know, it's quiet anyway. So you really can't tell, you know, that it's any different, you know, when they're shooting, obviously get the roar of the crowd on, a, you know, after they they shoot after they, you know, hit a nice shot. But, you know, other than that, yeah, you really haven't had it. They have the Korean baseball stuff, but I haven't. That stuff's on at like three in the morning, so I haven't really caught any of that either. So, well, you gotta love uh, what they're doing. They they're putting stuffed animals in the stands. Yeah, that's that fantastic. Funny. <laughs> yeah, it actually and it looks funny like on the TV because you just see all the things, and it actually like it, it sort of like brings you into the game, and you're like thinking like you're not really noticing it's stuffed animals, just like there's something back there, you know. It, it sort of brings your mind into, you know, watching games again and, in, in, you know, the way it used to be. So it, I actually think that's a great idea. I think it's hysterical. Well, I mean, if we get this tournament underway for the NHL, right? So all of us have been there, right? And we've talked about this on previous episodes, playing in beer leagues and deck hockey leagues and everything else. And especially if you played uh, bar league ice hockey. And you know that, like, there's nobody in the stands and, and the sound of the puck hitting the boards – you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be loud and, and just uh, echoey and everything else. So at least most diehard hockey fans who have played the game, you know, at least can will be able to relate to the quietness of the game. I imagine it's going to be interesting to see how the players deal with that, not having that energy of the crowd, you know, either getting under a, a player that they hate or – you know, uh, a bad play or, you know, when they score a big goal. I mean, can, can you imagine, like, you know, they get into the second round and it's like the game-winning goal to advance to the, the conference championships and, and the only people that are clapping are, like, the, the guys on the bench and the, and the uh, equipment team and everything else. But I guess 
at the end of it, you know, maybe it just doesn't matter. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to picture, you know, a lot of times I'll listen to the game on the radio, you know, whether we're working, we're out or something. I remember as a kid, you know, always listening to the Ranger games, uh, you know, in the 90s. You know, if I was, you know, working in a grocery store, whatever the hell I was doing, um, we would listen to the game on the radio. And um, you never, you don't really hear the crowd too much on the radio. So maybe, maybe that aspect of it. But either way, for us watching the game, you know, it'll be weird not to see anybody in the stands. But I'd have to say as a player, feeding off the energy and everything else, and the only people that are going to be basically in the arena are just going to be both teams. And like I said, we can all kind of maybe go back in time and picture ourselves on a bench in a bar league and remembering how quiet that is. Yeah, and you hear a lot of players all the time talk about how they, they're able to block out sort of the crowd noise. <laughs> and now it's really going to be blocked out because there's going to be none. But, you know, it's it's definitely going to have an impact on the players, and we've discussed it. And for some, it's I think that may have been intimidated by the moment and the big crowd and and the intensity of, of what's going on in the building may not have that pressure on them now and may play a little looser and better. And those players that thrived on it you know, may have trouble getting up for those kind of games. So, um, yeah, it's really, you know, at least in the, the first round, this sort of playing round, um, you know, you just have no idea what you're going to get uh, between that and, and obviously the, the players being off for so long. You know, it, it's great that they're going to have a little uh, – um, spring training or whatever before in preseason. But, you know, you just don't even know, you know, how these guys are going to react. A lot of these guys, you know, you don't know if they've been practicing or not because they don't have access to a rink. You know, have they had access or not before even coming back? So you, you just don't know. The teams that were at the top of the league when this all ended, you just don't know how their play is going to react when they come back, which is, you know, as, uh, you know, as a Ranger fan, uh, you know, it, it gives us hope uh, that they could make a run here because I think anything can happen here, which, which actually makes this so unique. Yeah. Well, look, let's just put it this way. As far as crowd noises, the hub cities, all the different looks and the feels that we're going to get to this, I don't care. I think if we get to the point as hockey fans and we get to watch this tournament and hopefully uh, as the next, you know, month and a half advances, you know, with regards to where the virus is going, trending up, down, you know, we're just starting the reopening here in New York and Long Island. Uh, we're still a couple weeks away. Obviously, we had a lot of chaos the last three weeks. So there's a lot of things that we're going to have to sit back and watch and see what happens. And, and as far as the way the NHL put this process in place as far as the guys coming in a little at a time, uh, open up, uh, tr you know, training camps and, and expanding the amount of numbers of guys and everything else. Um, I think if, if it all works out and we get there and they drop the puck and the tournament starts to me, I, I can't wait for it. And I'm just, you know, I'm, we're just going to watch it because we just love the game. And obviously it counts. And that's, and it's good. No, sorry to cut you off. I was going to say, it's good. And it's sorry. You've been cutting that, me off all night. Right. Look at you. You're like, uh, you know, you're like uh, Eddie Hospital or something. Just, just step in front of me, causing interference, or Ron Duguay. You know, I mean, what the hell, man? You know what it is? I think I'm just like a little rusty. It's you know, we've only had like one show over the last like month or so. I, you know, I don't know like the segues here to like, you know, get in at the proper time. So you know. I got to see I'm rusty. Look, I'm rusty in the podcast. Can you imagine what how Zabinajad is going to be when he, you know, in his first game back? He better <laughs> be flying. No excuses. <laughs>
But, you know, and, and the thing with hockey, too, is it could have the spotlight. I mean, you see the NBA is having trouble potentially coming back. Some of the players uh, are talking about not wanting to come back because of, uh, you know, everything going on with the George Floyd uh, murder and, um, you know, what they want to do as, as a league um, and, and what that's going to be. And, and you have the infighting in baseball. Uh, with the players and the owners, and they're having trouble, though I saw today that they're close to an agreement. I don't know if it's happened yet or not. Um, but, you know, hockey could be the only thing going. Um, so, you know, they have a big opportunity to sort of showcase, you know, their game. And I know there was some uh, uh, little bit of uh, uh, criticism from, what was the guy's name, Max Kellerman, where he's saying, you know, hockey isn't in the you know, top four or whatever it was. And, you know, I almost tend to agree with him. I mean, if you look at the ratings, so, you know, this would sort of be hockey's sort of time to shine. Um, and, and it would be interesting to see if, if they could bring in some more um, fans um, with this tournament. Anything. It's not yeah, you know, look. but people are so thirsty for sports. I think that they were, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm watching like boxing in my, like they're boxing in my bedroom, you know, <laughs> somewhere. So, I mean, I think people are going to, tune in because it's it's live sports i mean all the drafts they had the nfl draft broke what i'm trying to say with, it's it's not going to change the nhl long term as far as you know, no i know i know, you know once the other saying? sports once the other sports start up and and they will um yeah it'll it'll definitely take a back seat like it normally does yeah i mean that's you know and as far as max and Anybody That's else. who said it, right? That's yeah, the Max. Yeah, exactly. We don't even know his name. That's how important he is. Some guy on a, <laughs> some sports show, right? Look, That's that, right. I mean, hockey's always been a regional, you know, sport. I mean, it just – it can't – I mean, you know, it's funny because they had talked about the possibility, um, you know, about maybe changing the NHL season, you know, to start in January. I don't know if you heard some of that talk with uh, – the way the the potentially changing this and the carryover the season everything else and they were talking like, for next know, year, not for, permanent for next year and then and, and possibly just you know maybe in the future because they were thinking you know from January through May they wouldn't have to compete with the, the NFL um, okay. and so on and so forth. I mean I I don't know I don't it's all it's all blah 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 you know as usual but um, you know to me as a hockey fan. <laughs> You know, we, we grew up with it. It is the way it is. It's kind of part of our life as far as scheduling and, and the change of the seasons definitely here in New York. You know, it's all part of it. Um, you know, but if they told me that they were going to move hockey one way or the other, it's it's not going to really, uh, you know, not going to really rub me the wrong way. I mean, you know, I'm sure we're all looking forward to having some margaritas and watching hockey, uh, you know, with the TVs either on the beach or on the phones and the iPads or you know, in the backyard and everything else, you know. So, uh, so that'll be interesting to do it this week, uh, you know, this way around too. But and when it's all said and done, KD, the, you know, the reason we're getting to turn things on here tonight again and, and the NHL is inching a little bit closer to, to this possibly happen, I do agree with you um, with the fact that the uh, the NHL seems to have laid out a plan that not only the um, logistically they'll be able to pull off, but obviously having the players' union on board with this. And this all has to work with the reopening phases and the way things are going on as far as the, the healthcare side of things, because, you know, uh, as far as, you know, players coming in from international, I mean, one of the big things about here in the States right now for four, almost four months now, we've had no international travel coming into the country. So everything that's going on in this country right now, it's us. It's only us, 
you know? So that's a big part of it. And then when you see what's going on with the early reopenings now, you know, out west, and now we're going to wait and see what happens here. And obviously this could all affect it. We just got to stay positive. I think it'll all work. But, yeah, I, think, I agree with you. Hockey has a good layout here, and, and if it proceeds well, and, and, and the owners in the league, they seem to be kind of working this out and going forward as opposed to the other sports. But the other two sports, man, let's be honest, man, the money's on a different level as far as how baseball players are paid and as far as the NBA players are paid. And, uh, you know, and we'll see what's going to happen with football, too. That's going to be interesting as well. And that's the crazy thing about where we're at right now, KD, is, is it's all a wait and see. And we've all been waiting here in New York just to get the heck back outside, get a little bit back to normal as far as, you know, restaurants and going out, the beach, all those little things that we want to do. We've all pretty much gotten through the school season here together. Uh, you know, the kids are graduating, they're done, and now we just have to sit back and wait and see what happens in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully it's a positive thing. And where they're thinking about putting this, the hub cities too, I mean, we still don't know that yet, so it's all got to line up, and, and hopefully it will line up. But again, that's the crazy thing, the unknown. We've got to hang in there for the next two or three weeks to wait to see what happens. Yeah, and I think that they did announce the one hub, right, Vegas? Is that where the Rangers and Islanders, I think, are going? See, I don't uh, believe anything with the Islanders these days. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe any of that stuff. Why? Because they lost the Coliseum today. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Brooklyn. What a disaster that organization Bridgeport, is! Right? Baby, see you in Bridgeport, oh twenty twenty one. It's like it's embarrassing. It really is, and like I'm like probably one of the few Ranger fans that like like roots for the Islanders to play well. And we've, we've discussed this, you know, on the podcast before, because I think the Ranger Islander rival rivalry is that much better when both teams are, are good. Yes. And this whole thing is embarrassing. I mean, when, you know, to, from the Coliseum to Brooklyn, which, you know, they just didn't belong there. They shouldn't have left to begin with. Now they come back. Finally, they're able to come back to the Coliseum while they're building the new um, stadium at, at Belmont. And now they're going to go back to Brooklyn. I mean, I guess. I, I don't know when the, the stadium in it, the Belmont's going to be done. Did you read and, anything and obviously, about it? Did, can they go back to Brooklyn? Um, yeah, because I think that they still have the lease. Or that the Islanders still have the lease with uh, – what's, what's the name of the stadium in Brooklyn? Whatever it is. Barclays. The arena. Yeah, Barclays. I think they still have the lease with them so they can go back. Um, so it shouldn't be a problem because I think they were, were signed through whatever it was, 2021. Um, so they can still go back. But again, it doesn't matter for this year because they're going to have the hub cities. Um, so if the Islanders and Rangers end up going to Vegas, you know, it really doesn't matter if they're not going to play uh, the Barclays or the Coliseum anyway. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I like, you know, again, the NHL is trending in the right direction where they did say or I, I don't know who announced I don't know if the NHL announced it that you know the Eastern Conference was going to be in Vegas I don't think they announced the the Western um, cities yet uh, city yet or hub city and I don't know if it changes at some point or the whole tournament is in the one place or I guess that'll depend on the virus too I mean if they get to the Stanley Cup final and everything's open yeah I don't know why they wouldn't then just do them in the cities of the two teams but again that's that's sort of a long ways away the one thing I was excited to hear is that the training camp starts on July 10th, which is my birthday. Woo-hoo! So that's a nice little 
that's a nice little birthday gift that I'm gonna I'm gonna have hopefully. Uh, hopefully everybody, like you said, with the international travel, hopefully everybody's sort of visa <laughs> is in place and they can get them. Uh, I'm a, uh, hopefully the league is, uh, I'm assuming, working with um, the United States government and, and making sure the embassies, uh, you know, get these guys their visas and, and, and that they can get on a flight here um, and, and then get going. Um, and another problem, you know, we, we discussed this la- the last show about what if a player is saying, look, I don't feel comfortable playing. But, you know, what I what I for- didn't bring up, I just didn't even think about it, is some players that do have some um, underlying medical issues, including Capo Caco. You know, he has the celiac um, disease. And, and I know that they're, he may not be able to play. Um, and, and JD has been saying they're going to leave it up to the doctors to make the decision. Um, you know, he's going to want to play, of course. Um, but... You know that's that's sort of scary that you could bring well, him yeah, I mean, into he this. He hasn't really been productive for us. <laughs> I mean, what a jerk you are! What we really miss? What oh. an insensitive, <laughs> typical <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> oh, oh seven man. goals in seven games. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it. Maybe it'd be better off he just said, you know, we're going to bring Leas Anderson back. He's yeah, going to take his baby. place and probably light it up. So, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting how that goes. I, I think that uh, I, another player, I think, who has uh, an autoimmune deficiency, whatever it is, is um, Domi's kid, Max Domi. So, you know, he's another guy that I saw that they're concerned about and whether or not the doctors will allow him to play or, you know, what they'll say. And then the, the organization will have to make a decision because again, the player will want to play. Oh, I'll be fine. Just like any player, like, likes to play through injury, you know, they don't want to miss out, you know, on this tournament. So um, that's another big thing that, that they've got to uh, figure out. Anything, um, anything to keep stall from going? <laughs> see you know what's bad like you can't even make jokes i had like a gra- I was like i can't even say it i don't even want to say it because you know with the way you know twitter is these days and twitter's usually bad and now with everything usually. going on it's it, i well you know what it is is like twitter is usually there's so much vitriol there but it's like over like nonsense like you know like analytics versus like eye test and like just nonsense but now it's like, you know, like real like issues, you know, open, not open. And, you know, obviously all the stuff with the protests and, and whatnot. Forget it. Now, if I say something about, you know, Mark Stahl um, and, and whatever, I'm not even going to mention what was going through my head as a joke. Like you can't even joke about it anymore because people think, you know, uh, you're the worst person on the planet. But um, because everyone's lost their mind because everyone's stuck in their house. Um, but um, yeah, they'll all be there and. No, there's no more joking about it, Paulie, and we're all serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, have you, um, you know, have you, I got to say, like, even the clip of uh, Panarin there skating on the ice and stuff and, and seeing a couple of guys, it, it's got to get you. Does that do anything for you? Does it get you a little excited there, KD? Or well, yeah, still, like, look, anything, get, anything gets me excited these days. I mean, you know, I mean, there's so, so little going on. <laughs> And it and it really you know why it really gets me excited, Paul, because I've been growing this this quarantine beard since like April first, so I just oh. like 
like full caveman discussion. My wife has my wife hasn't come near me in three months, so anything to get me excited is (laughs) is always a plus because she gotta send you a manscaping kit. She's not coming near me. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I told her though, July first, I'm gonna shave it off because I I don't think I can deal with it during the summer when it gets real hot. So. But yeah, so those no, it is you know what it is great and you know anything to sort of lift our spirits because everything has just been you know for the last couple of months has been so tough you know and everybody mentally and just to have some type of uh, positivity out there of hope of some type of entertainment um, instead of me watching uh, you know Ghostbusters or you know another Star Wars with my kids and you know Back to the Future that you know to actually watch like a sporting event you know what actually I've, it's gotten so bad for me I found this like um like wiffle ball league, like on YouTube, and I watch those games. Oh come on! Yeah, that that's literally what I'm watching because it's live sports. Why don't like, you I'm... start a neighborhood <laughs> wiffle ball league with your neighbors? Because I got to socially distance, Paulie. Well, I mean, you could play stickball. I mean, when we play <laughs> stickball, you never went near anybody, right? You could do that. I, you know what? I'm so old. I went golfing last week. How'd that for go? the first? For the first time, like the third swing I took, I like blew my back out. Like it was just like a, a like a shot of like lightning hit me or something. I was like, oh, and uh, but it was fun again. You know, just getting out there and doing that was actually really fun to get out there. But you know, everything's socially distanced. Like you can't share a golf cart, you know, with with your buddy, and and we, everyone has their own cart and they're going all over. You can't go in the clubhouse. You got to go in the porta potties and whatnot. Sanitizer everywhere. So. But, you know, it is fun to get out. It's good to see everything sort of reopening again, sort of gets you reinvigorated and, and whatnot. Because, you know, you sit around a lot and you lose any motivation to do anything. I actually went running today, Paulie, for the first time during this quarantine. Did because... anybody film it? <laughs> Can we see I'm telling this? You, I'm, I'm telling you, I got like a couple of blocks away from it. I almost had a heart attack. Like I, I needed like a life alert on me because I I just, I'm, I got this beard. I thought beard. they called you Bruce Jenner in high school. Yeah, <laughs> that was because I used to dress up in dresses. Oh, um, okay. Now, gotcha, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I got the beard. I'm ten pounds overweight. It's terrible. Yeah, so I'm you like look a mess like over you here. look like Forrest Gump. In, in <laughs> exactly. When he well, went running, <laughs> I look like a, I look like I ate Forrest Gump, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, it's sad to hear, KD. It's really sad to hear. I mean, I I actually uh, I got my hair cut. I got my hair did last nice. Wednesday. I'm nice and clean cut again. Still have my little fuzz up top, a little hair going there and for the rock star thing. But, uh, yeah, I got cleaned up, felt felt really good. But, you know, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm sure everybody's going through this as, as we wait and we wait and we wait. And we all, <laughs> I'm sure everybody, like I said, you, you get little bouts of depression and, and you do. You can lose your mind a little bit. It's It's been a roller coaster ride. I think it, you know, like I can only speak for myself. My wife, You know, thank God we're all healthy. Everybody's okay. You know, I know there's a lot of people uh, affected out there financially different, you know, and not to kind of just twist back into the old talk of everything that's going on and try and stay focused here with hockey. But it, it alludes to the fact that what we were talking about earlier, and again, like I said, the Premier League is starting this week. It's the first time I'm actually going to be interested in, in, in seeing what it looks like and, and seeing how the guys play and, and how that goes. And, and it'll be my first – I know uh, the um, – um, the Spanish Elite League, that got back. I know the German League's been playing 
but I haven't had any interest in watching any of that because it's it's nobody that I can really connect to. Even though you know Messi's great and Ronaldo and all that other stuff. So, you know, with the Premier League coming back this weekend, I'm going to watch Manchester United, and that'll be my first take into watching uh, sports without fans. And that'll I guess it'll give me some sort of a feeling of what it's going to be like to eventually watch hockey and stuff. And and again, we we can just wait, just like we're waiting for another Stanley Cup, just like you know the 1994 anniversary again every June <laughs> where we look back and remember how close we almost lost that series. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you I don't care, Paul. I, I'm, <laughs> I can't go to anything out of you. I'm more interested that today was the day of the OJ chase than it was that, <laughs> you know, of the Rangers. <laughs> parade uh you know so but you know i again i i really haven't even been watching the old stuff that they've been playing on all right TV. let me let me I, ask you this then let me ask you this did you go to the parade no because they had the um the long How island railroad strike no because they had the long island railroad strike i couldn't get on the train the trains weren't running i was there at six o'clock in the morning enough yeah got a the thing that I, I remember now is how long I went without going to the bathroom. <laughs> I think it was a, a world record. I went with me and my buddy Matt and um hockey buddy of mine, guy we grew up with on the block the other years ago. And, um, you know, the two of us went in, and we were there. We got up front. We were close to the uh, city hall and everything, and it was, uh, it was a pretty great experience. I, I actually stumbled upon uh, some old, you know, uh, for you kids out there, we used to have cameras and took print pictures. <laughs> film? Yes, film. <laughs> you know, you go to Kodak and get one of those little books, you know, with the sleeves, and you put your pictures in there. And, you know, when you find the old ones in a box somewhere and some of them are stuck together and you got to rip them apart or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, mean, I just remember being incredibly hot. But it was surreal, I guess, more than anything, just the fact that, you know, they had won and the religious experience. I, I had a chance this last weekend to get together with a couple of buddies of mine, and we're all connected to playing hockey and half Ranger fans, half Islander fans. And we just had a blast, you know, uh, just remembering, uh, you know, the old times and, and the games and so on and so forth. And it's just uh, a trip now to, to again, you know, see the, see the pictures and the memories. And, and it's a twist. I mean, I don't know how Islander fans do it. I don't know how Met fans do it. 1986. I mean, what's that like, Kevin? I mean, as a Yankee fan, I can't, I can't relate to that. At least with the Rangers not winning a championship and, and, and the Knicks not winning, at least, the Yankees and, and the Giants actually will throw in a, a championship in there every, you know, eight to ten years, too. But I, I don't know what Islander and, and Met fans and Jet fans, I don't know how you guys deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I am I, I am a Giants fan, so thankfully I, I've had some, some Super Bowls, which is which is nice. Um, but between, again, 94 and 86, it's rough. I Yeah, you know, from Long, being from Long Island, you know, the two of us, you know, I have a lot of friends who are Jets, Mets, Islanders, and Ooh. Knicks fans. Oh. And, you know, it's just like they have nothing. <laughs> you know, it's just literally, you know, they have 86. And obviously the run, you know, when we were in element, you know, we were in elementary school. Like there's a difference between, you know, celebrating it when you're in elementary school as opposed to when, you know, you're an adult, um, you know, in your 20s or something when you can really sort of party and and enjoy it you know with the rangers in 94 i was graduating high school and it was amazing it really was 
you know, one of the best years and times of my life because, you know, you're graduating high school and you got all these parties and um, the Rangers are making this amazing playoff run. And there was, you know, and we've, we've discussed on the show, there was like a party every night for the games and we'd all get together and it was huge. I mean, it was, it was just such a, a fun, fun time. And, uh, you know, we talk about the parade today. It is weird that I don't remember. I remember we didn't go because of the strike, but I don't remember like watching it. I'm sure I did, but I do remember because we, I, my buddies and I were texting about this today. I remember like the graduation parties for that night. There was like two of them and one was at a Knights of Columbus. And I just remember we were in the back, like in the kitchen watching the OJ chase. You know, I did, we were probably watching the Nick game. Um, and then, you know, they switched over to the OJ stuff and it was, it was insane. It was like such a crazy time because the Rangers were winning the cup, the OJ thing, the Knicks were, um, you know, in, in the NBA championship. And it was, it was a nut, that was a nutty, nutty spring. I mean, they had it, they did a, um, some type of special on that, didn't they? They do an ESPN. Like, I think it was a 30 for 30, like the spring of 94, or or they did. Oh, it was on June 17th. It was about June 17th. Do you see that? No, I heard about it, but it was primarily yeah, about it, the Knicks, right? No, no. It's about all. It was about all three things. It was about that day. Oh, okay. June 17th. How it was the Rangers uh, Stanley Cup parade. It was the Knicks game. It was OJ. And then something in baseball happened, too. I can't remember what it was. Like somebody threw a no hitter, I think, or something. Okay. That day as well, it was just like this crazy sports <laughs> day um, of of that June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. You got anybody who's listening, you got to find. I think it was a ESPN thirty for thirty, and it was about June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. It's nuts. I mean, that whole day was like mayhem. And again, we're you know, I'm eighteen years old. Actually, I was seventeen. Um, you know, senior year graduating, and it was graduation parties and and rangers stanley cubs and nick finals and oj it was it was insane that was just a crazy crazy time you think now is crazy i mean that that was crazy but in a different way it was just all fun this is crazy and it's miserable yeah but, but there was you know, no pandemic back then yeah exactly at least exactly. we could you know go out and get drunk and party and hang out and you know date girls exactly and, you know get but that's i mean stuff. that's what i remember about you know that time was just like more than just the you know the games themselves and stuff was just the camaraderie of it all and you know the hanging out and the partying and you know you almost get sort of sad about it because of everything we're going through now and yeah we're we're opening up more and you can go to restaurants and sit outside and i've definitely seen friends recently and family um you know more than i was but you know, just sitting around watching the games and really rooting for the high fives and the hugging and the pylons and, the, you know, all the stuff that, that we were doing at the time and that you look, you, you normally do. Um, so it's it's almost sad to, to look back on it and just like, man, life life is fun when you're allowed to hang out and there's sports and, uh, you know, so. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was just just an amazing, amazing time as much as I'm saying. I'm sick of it and I want more of, of it. Um, you know, it's just like an amazing time. And look, the 2014 run was, was just as fun. I mean, I was doing the blog at the time, which, you know, made it that much more sort of exciting and intense, uh, you know, what was going on. And, and, you know, my friends and I, we were watching the games and getting together, 
we go in and hang out with, you know, some of the guys I did the blog with. We meet up at Hudson Station in, in Manhattan and watch the games and stuff. It was, it was just fun. You know, it's just, again, you got the camaraderie of it and everybody getting together and, and uh, you know, going crazy over these games. And, you know, the guys from We Bleed Blue and, you know, they'd be holding events and stuff. And it's just it's just fun stuff. And I just can't wait to, like, get back to that um you know way of life again because this is just it's not doing it for me Paulie. i hear you man no i know i mean that's that's the um the tough thing it's just you know i mean what are you gonna do this, yeah this and really... look there's there's a lot and, and trust me you know we we're talking about hockey and i miss hockey look there's a lot of more important things going on in life right now um and and a lot of things that uh, that are real important that that we're dealing with as a country and, and whatnot so I, I don't mean to minimize all of that at all um but you know i i think that we do need some some things to sort of unite us again because a lot of the stuff that that is going on you would think like a pandemic would like unite you know all of us and it's like you know if, if you thought we were fractured you know beforehand um, you know, it's now between, you know, people who think we should open and shouldn't open this and, that, and that. I and mean, then. that is the crazy thing about sports, you know, especially like football and baseball. Yeah. And, and, and basketball to a certain point. But when you, when you see Americans of different everything, but if you're all Giants fans and if you're all Packers fans or you're all like Cubs fans, I'll never forget when the Cubs won and just seeing that just amazing thing for that city and for that fan base, you know, which is kind of funny, which was amazing for us in 94. And, you know, how the, the city just, you know, New York City was just, it was amazing. There, there weren't any, there wasn't any problem. Like other cities, you know, the, the, you know, destroying their cities after, you know, championships or losing championships. Remember, Vancouver destroyed their city. <laughs> Yeah, if you, if you, yeah, they did. If you recall that, man. Yeah, yeah. And and here we were, and and we just it was just like um, it was a religious experience. There's no doubt about it. Well, like I said, we just what can we do? We just got to hang in there and, and and wait for it. And yeah, I think you're right. Sports in America is is a, is a great thing. It, it does you know bring us together. You know, even seeing the, uh, I think it's as boring as hell, but. You know, I have to at least tip the hat to the Major League Soccer League here in the States and, you know, uh, creating new fan bases and, you know, a, a new uh, you know interest here for a, another major sport here in, in, in the States and and building stadiums and, and everything else and, and, and seeing that kind of grow a little bit, you know, in the shadows of baseball and football and basketball and, and obviously, as Max says, you know, fourth, fifth-ranked NHL hockey and stuff. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, that's all we can do. I think that, you know, when you, when you look at it in, in a time frame, and let's just, let's just stick to hockey and sports here. I mean, it's four months, right? So March 12th, March 13th, you know, that Wednesday night, was it a Wednesday night or Thursday night? The Rangers played the Avalanche that last I think night? it was Wednesday. I think it was yeah. a Wednesday night. Yeah. Cause Tuesday, they, that was the, the Caco Dallas game, right? That's when he scored a couple of goals. They beat Dallas and Dallas and then they went to Colorado. Yeah. Those are the last two games. And so March, April, May, and now we're into June. So we're four, going to be five months here. And, you know, if you look at New York, putting the troubles aside here, 
uh, not disrespecting the troubles, but just, just putting it on what's that's something different. We're talking sports here in hockey. <laughs> um, it's 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 a short amount of time, and New York itself have we've we've done all right. I mean, you, we've seen how we're, we're it, it's it's it seems to be working here, and and again now we just have to freaking wait and, and not to get into this freaking wormhole and this loop of this stuff. You know, when it all comes down to it, the main reason we're getting back to me and you talking tonight is is more than anything not so much 94 and, and i'm with you man it's especially us older guys it's, it's a little boring now <laughs> and, and you know two, 2014 was heartbreaking but we are we we all connected now especially this podcast me and you getting back together is because of this team uh that started play this year it's the reason me and you are back and the reason we're talking tonight and the reason that we hope that we're going to be doing this in the summer now and talking about lineups and games and goals and and goaltenders and how many are going to play and who's going to get the starting job <laughs> um, and and just as hockey fans to 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 see how this tournament goes and and I think especially for us Ranger fans not that everybody's chomping at the bit but there's there's no doubt about it. this team was 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 building something and the fact that they're so young. And all the different aspects of it, and and the fact that they were fighting there towards the end to to earn a playoff spot on their own, and and to see, we didn't see that happen, and now that doesn't matter because everybody's in this tournament, and the Rangers deservedly you know deserve to be in there, minus the teams that weren't let in, obviously. But the Rangers put themselves in a position to make this tournament. So getting back to the beginning, as far as the asterisk, they're no different than any of the teams that are going into this tournament. You know, if you're the New York Islanders, you might be sitting there scratching your head going, whew, because they almost, they who knows? They were in such a bad spot, they might not have even made the playoffs. And the Rangers were on this bit of a high, and, you know, you brought it up to the way they celebrated that tying goal in Colorado, even though they lost the game. There was something great that we were all kind of, you know, grabbing onto here. And really enjoying it, and and having a blast, and having fun, and uh, you know the the capo caco jokes aside, and um, you know the different guys in the lineup, and Quinn getting a grasp on thing, and the Lindy Ruff stuff in the beginning of the year, and the three goaltenders. <clears throat> you look at all the different angles, uh, how this team was 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 gelling, building its chemistry, and all of us now more than anything, looking forward to the future of this team. JD coming back, Gorton possible prospects coming up maybe some new more free agents down the road just all these great things that were kind of lining up and put in place whether they made the playoffs or not but we were feeling good about them making it now they're in they've got a chance at the dance and if you know i don't care and this gets back to some of the other stuff we've been talking about tonight i don't care about fans i don't care about asterisks i can't wait and i do hope that we keep trending where everybody stays safe and healthy and we get this tournament in and more than anything selfish as hockey fans that yes our sport gets underway our players get to play we get to crown a champion uh you know this season and we might be the only sport that does it outside of the uh European soccer leagues and that'll be just fine and dandy, dandy with me KD because all we care about really is is the New York Rangers and, and they got a chance <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that we were robbed of what was going to be a special spring with this team. I really do. I think, yeah. you know, you bring up that 
that moment in Colorado and and you know they look they had some some strikes against them or things go against them with the Kreider injury and you know, the car accident um and but the the team was was feeling it you know a lot of a lot of these players were coming into their own and they were finding their roles and the, and the defense was which had been such a nightmare in the beginning of the year had had sort of figured things out and were were playing much much better um so you know you're right i mean there was so much positivity going into uh which should have been a special time for this team um that you know it left such a you know bitter taste in our mouth or, or maybe not bitter but us wanting just more you know and it was such a such a disappointment um that we didn't get to see how this young exciting team was going to handle the pressures of a stretch run um so you know it's exciting to see them get a, a sort of new lease on life with this with this tournament we'll see how they do and and hopefully the momentum that they had built or were building uh they could they could capture it again um you know I, i'm i'm looking forward to uh defending uh david quinn um as much as much as possible <laughs> as i had been doing all year that was my i think Water my boy. favorite that was uh, I'll carry his water all day long. Um, I I think that was my favorite part of the season was 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 fending off the Quinn haters um, and 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 watching him grow as a coach. And look, there there were some issues in the beginning of the year and 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 how the team was was playing. But you know, I had said it from day one of this podcast. I do think him and JD had a plan on how they wanted this team to grow and and that included maybe uh starting the season using some veteran players that that you know maybe shouldn't had been playing but allowed the young guys to to figure things out early on and as the season progressed you saw a lot of those veteran players sort of be you know accessed and 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 not used and the younger players get a bigger role I mean that's that's how you build a team. I mean, that's how it works. I mean, and, you know, and I get every, I, I understand a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of patience these days and everybody wants everything now and quickly and, and whatnot. But, you know, I think that the Rangers, uh, you know, game plan here on how to build this is, has been on the money and, and was trending in the right direction. And, you know, I don't think that'll change whether, um, they get this tournament in or not, or if they get swept in the first round by the Hurricanes, I, I still think that they're headed in, in the right direction with this young core that they have and uh, with David Quinn at the helm and J.D. Uh, and Gordon pulling strings, uh, you know, in the front office. So uh, I'm still really stoked about this team and, and the future ahead. And, you know, if this year doesn't end up in, in a Stanley Cup, I, I, I still do foresee one. Um, in the very near future with, with the way they're building things. So I'm, I'm still pumped. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I got a couple of cool questions for you. The other thing I always uh, – a great memory of, of that that day with, um, you know, the, the game in Colorado. And, you know, we had had the shows and the buildup about the Kreider signing and everything, and then he gets injured. And it was just like, you know, the curse and all that crap, and, and we lost him and stuff. And then you remember he was skating that afternoon, right? So yeah, that, it was just part of that. You know, they win in Dallas. You know, uh, Capo gets a couple of goals, um, and then and we were kind of feeling good about ourselves. And obviously, and then like I said, it was that great thing—the fact that he was actually skating. And then it was just that feeling too, and, and that was 
it was just a great thing to see because you know you know Chris just got the contract, and and that you we I, we might have joked about it. I don't know, but there's no doubt that he could have just sat back, cashed his check, laid up, you know, with all. I, I think it goes a long way, and maybe down the road we'll find out, maybe in an interview or something like that. But, you know, Chris could have just took it easy, chilled out, you know, because it doesn't really matter if the Rangers win, you know, make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs or where they go. But I think that was pretty awesome that he was on the ice skating, you know, given, you know, whether it's just a, a matter of just showing the fans or showing his teammates that, that he definitely wants to be a part of this, you know, with – the amount of season that was left at the time, one way or the other. And I thought that was pretty awesome from him, too. So here's my next question. Where is where's Mika as far as his contract right now? I have I mean, no how idea. How many years does he have left what? on the current contract? Uh, I got to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got a couple of years left, I'm pretty sure. Uh, hold on. Because I'm just kind of, you know, there's nothing wrong here with looking ahead a little bit. I'm just curious with, um, do you remember where the ranges are as far as salary cap? And 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 I'm just kind of curious. What yeah, kind of I mean, they were they were what close. Free agents are available next year. Like, who could we sign? Uh, if Chris, if if Kreider, Mika, and you know, uh, Artemi are our top three guys, you know, forward wise, um, it'd be great. He's got to get... two. He's got two years left on his contract to finish it. All right. So his contract ends in uh, 2022. Okay. And he'll be uh, um, 28 at that point. Still a young pup, pal. And he'll be in his prime. He'll be looking for a. If he continues to trend the way he is, he'll be oh, looking man. for big, big time money. Um. Yeah, I, you know, in the Rangers, you know, a couple of players like like a, a Jesper Faust. I mean, his his contract was running out at the end of the year. You wonder if he's a guy that they bump up. They got to figure out what they're doing with Strom, D'Angelo. You know, all these guys that they sort of kicked the can, you know, on them last year where they they signed the the one year deals. Um, you know, and and who knows what everything is going to go on with the arbitration because I think. Uh, Strom has the arbitration eligibility and, um, you know, what are they going to do with him? You know, does he, they just do it again and they give another one year deal, um, and, and let him work his magic with Panarin again. So yeah, they, they definitely have, uh, you know, a number of, of things to figure out Longquist, What are they going to do with Longquist? And, you know, you were hearing rumors about each team getting a buyout and, you know, we've discussed the stuff of, do they use it on him? Do they look to trade him? Um, Where are you, you know, on that? Who knows? Where are you? Oh, on that? get get rid of him. Buy him <laughs> out. Trade him. Just I'm just looking to get Twitter fired up again for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with him. What, what, what has he done for this franchise? Hasn't brought us a cup. <laughs> Long um, live the king, man. I don't. I yeah. don't want to have to change our introduction uh, radio imaging there. You know. So, I, I, mean, I I'm going to be honest. That if they could find a team, and I don't know what team would take on that salary. I mean, obviously the Rangers would have to eat some of it. But um, he would be welcome with open arms to any team for a year or two, or whatever. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the the Lundquist situation is going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be more. E- it's going to be easier now 
even if this season just finished regularly as it would, you know, they may be first round of the playoffs so they don't make it or whatever the heck it is. I think that all becomes part of it. I think, you know, they probably part ways with Hank one way or the other. You know what I saw, actually, and I don't have the numbers in front of me. Apparently, Lundquist's numbers against the Hurricanes were, like, out of out of this world. Like, you know, under, like, one goals against average and, like, a you know, a 940, like, save you know, we, percentage. We don't, we don't have a goaltender problem on this team. Because if, well, no. if you start Hank, for argument's sake, right, if he's shaky for <laughs> any minute, mm-hmm. DQ has got two stallions that can get in there, you know? Or well, he's got, if, he, if he's got one. you around the other way. He's way, got man. one. Stop. He's got don't one. You, don't you knock my Georgie <laughs> Don't you knock Georgie boy. I mean, you're a gift. I can't good. even remember. Who's the third guy? What's his name again? <laughs> Igor something? Shesterkin. <laughs> but we don't have oh. a goaltending problem. I mean, that's, I mean, as far as a, a short tournament, man. And I mean, what's the deal? I guess we should find that out, man. We're a hockey show. How many, how many goaltenders can they carry? <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. If they have all three, right? Two on the bench and one up in the stands. I mean, the, yeah. that's how they've been yeah, doing it carry anyway, right? Three. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. So Rangers are good in that department. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not a matter of that they're not good. It's a matter of well, who do you play, or at least who do you begin to play? Because, again, because if. If Quinn so looks do, do at you, the, do you if, get, are you going to get nervous if he starts Hank first? Um, I, I wouldn't be nervous. I I don't think that that's the right decision. He's I mean, not, I think you know, you know, he's not starting Hank. You know that. Well, no, I mean they had him. They weren't playing him in regular season games. So you think there's no way they're going to suddenly have him starting a, well, a play-in series. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, look, there's so much can happen here, obviously. They, they haven't even started their full training camps and all that other stuff. But, like I said, we don't even know. What if one of them gets shaky? One of them one gets hurt? What if Georgie and Igor go out driving again? Igor go out driving again? I huh. mean, <laughs> they got to be careful. But, well, you know, the New York I, Rangers I are in a great situation going into this tournament with the three netminders they have on this team. And as far as I'm concerned... Uh, watching the way the trend was going with with Quinn here in the, in the end of the season, he's going to start Shesty. It's his gig, and you've got two great guys behind him that he can put in one way or the other. You yeah, I me? think that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I think you go Shesterkin, but I think look, I because of how well the team was doing, and you're going to have Kreider back, and and this team should be healthy and ready to go. I think Quinn could and and should be. Re- Ready with a quick hook at the same time, you know, exactly. and, and if Shesterkin, which, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think because it, it has, he hasn't shown it at any point in his young career that he'd be sort of, you know, rattled in the playoffs or intimidated by it. But, you know, I, you know, he's got to be ready to go with Hank. And I think Hank is the next person up. I don't think it's Georgiev. I think it's Hank. I think he has the pedigree. And, and I'm not saying this to sort of, you know, rip on you a little us, bit. Man. He saved the season this year, man. I don't remember us. that. He saved I don't us, remember man. that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to go right to Hank. And uh, if Chester can, you know, if, you know, he's a little shaky, I, I don't think Quinn should have any reservation about going to Hank. And, and then you go from there. Um, uh, so, yeah, as far as the goaltending goes, they're, they're in great shape. It's just a matter of how Quinn wants to line it up, and 
Um, and and from there, uh, look, this is a dangerous team. It, I don't I don't care if they're playing the Hurricanes the first round, if they're playing the Capitals the first, you know, whoever they were playing in the first round. I think it was a matchup that that team didn't want. I mean, the Hurricanes were like ready to they didn't even want to come back and play. They were like the only team that voted against this format because they were going to play the Rangers, which is like the one team you don't want to play. So um, it's a dangerous team. I'm excited to get it going. Uh, hopefully it does. Hopefully there's no setbacks with, you know, the virus where they have to shut things down um, and, and we can move forward yeah, and get got, some we, hockey. You know, playing. I can't speak for other teams, but we got enough guys. You know, if one guy goes down, just ship him out. You know, I'm curious to know what happens with uh, there's no AHL. So what about injuries you know, in a short tournament like that? I mean. Do you have? They'll probably you, expand. I think they they're going to expand the rosters. I mean, they should. But where, but where are those to. guys? Those guys. Where are those guys training? How are those guys staying in shape? They're, they they're, like the, they're the black aces. They're going to be. They're going to be working so out. Is, with it, the is it going to be like a contingent of of AHL level players that they're going to just you know put on the you know on the back bus <laughs> you know that yeah connected to the main bus you know like the shuttle or something like that and uh, and bring them along. Yeah, they're going to put them in biohazard suits, you know, and make sure they don't get sick. And, uh, yeah, good to go. Yeah, I, I don't know what the – and I don't know if they've announced it yet or not. I, I've definitely not been doing a very good job following what the rules are going to be, if they've even announced with the roster, if they're going to expand it. But, you know, they're going to have to. I mean, they're going to ha- – they can't you, have, you like – You know wh- if, if Quinn has his horses running, he's going to run his main guys. Some guys aren't even going to get a sniff. So you know some guys are going to ride the benches if, if if the Rangers get on a tear here. Well, yeah, I mean, especially well in the play and in the play in round, it's only five games. So, you know, you, you're not worried about a long, drawn-out seven-game series. So, yeah, I mean, look, and, and these guys are obviously rested. Um, so he can lean on, you know, Panarin and Zabinijad. Um, you know, in that in that first round, but you know, eventually, you know, you're going to need all four lines as you get into the, you know, hopefully, if the Rangers continue to advance. So, I mean, you're going to need everybody, like you always do. Um, but yeah, I think initially, yeah, you you lean on your top guys. You're going to see, you know, Tortorella coaching, <laughs> where his top guys are playing like 50 minutes a night, um, and 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 the the Stu Bickle. Of whoever that'll be on this team will play like you know thirty seconds. <laughs> How amazing was that in that one overtime game against the Capitals that year, where Tortorella had like Bickle. He didn't play like a single shift in like the three overtimes, <laughs> and like Girardi and like McDonough like were playing like a hundred and ten minutes each. It's just the way it goes, man. That's the beauty of the game. That was good stuff. You'll always have. Uh... That name that stands out that shouldn't have been there and just happened to, you know, make a huge impact on a series. Uh, it's just crazy, man. And that's uh, hopefully something we'll look forward to. There'll be some storylines, no doubt, one way or the other. And, and we definitely got a lot of storylines going forward here as we sit back and, and we watch, uh, you know, to see how this reopening thing goes here. And obviously the uh, the players coming back and and inter-squad and all that other stuff and so many things, just in terms of, like, how, how these coaches are going to coach, you know, just all that stuff uh, in terms of uh, working with their players, seeing what kind of shape they come in, how they go about doing all this stuff. So it's it's all new. 
we're all going, all of us collectively, in sports or not in sports, we're all going through this together at the, at the same time and, and experience it in our own ways. And, yeah, I think, you know, you bring up a, a, a great point. All of us, like I said, especially sports fans, we're just looking for something, you know, that's uh, something that counts, something that's a little bit of normalcy to, to watch. And, and you, you know, you, you brought it up too. It's not the most important thing. Sports isn't the most important thing. But in a, in a society that's trying to get back to some normalcy, you know, little things like going out and being able to sit at a table at a local restaurant and then also maybe, you know, being able to hang out and throw on MSG and, and not watching something from 1994 and actually something <laughs> relevant will be uh, exciting to watch. KD, a couple uh, last quick minute things here before we go. Um, have you tuned into Tony's uh, podcast yet? <laughs> no, I have not. I haven't listened yet. Um, I, I, I definitely want to check it out uh, to hear, you know, what he's talking about and you think it's fair that some of the crap he's been getting about it one way or the other? I don't I don't care what your politics um, are, whatever the hell it is. No, you know, I'm, I, I'm not I, saying you personally or me personally. I'm just saying in general, I mean, you know, I think it's what the hell, man. Let him have some fun. Well, I, I think it's fair that he's being criticized because he's putting it out there. Like if you're going to put yourself out there, your political leanings, you know, whichever way it is, He's a especially in this day and age. Um, you know, and I was actually having a, a Twitter um, conversation with a couple of people yesterday about this. You know, I, I don't feel bad for him for, you know, the, the crap that he's getting, not because of his political leanings, um, because if you're going to put it out there, you have to expect it because that's just the way it is, you know, right now in, in, you know, our society, you know, politics is just like a ticking time bomb. Um, so if you're going to put stuff out there, you know, and he does it in a trolling manner, you know, to get people going and he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I don't feel bad for him, but I also don't think he needs me to feel bad for him no. because, you know, he's a big boy and I, I don't think he's really offended, you know, by these people, you know, who are coming back and attacking him. I think he, gets off on it and finds it amusing. Um, so, you know, he, he, he brings it upon himself. So I don't feel bad for it, but at the same time, I don't think he really needs anybody to defend him because I really don't think it bothers him. Right. If that makes sense. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm, I feel the same way, man. You know, like I said, he's a big boy, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And, uh... and like I said, it has nothing to do with his politics. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't, I'm not even bringing it into it. If you're going to sort of put yourself out there and, and, and put out your political leanings, you're going to get blowback. And you see with everybody, you see, you know, LeBron James does it and he gets a ton of hate um, and he's leaning the other way politically. So, you know, if you're an athlete and, and you, you're going to put yourself out there, you know, you're going to get that hate and, you know, it, it, you probably expect it. And, and that's fine if that's the way you feel and you want to put it out there. And, and great. it's good for you. Yeah. That, that's what makes this country uh, so great and and uh, freedom of speech. And, and the people have the freedom of speech to criticize you for that. Um, so, you know, there, there's consequences to your speech sometimes and, and you take the criticism and, and and that's it. So, yeah, I do want to listen because I think he is uh, a character. 
Um, uh, and and I'd like to see what he. I think he's having Kenny Albert on in the next episode, and I like Kenny, so I, I I'm interested in 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 listening to that as well. But um, yeah, I haven't heard. Have you listened? No, not yet. I, I want to get around and check it out. I mean, it's just like. It's like anything else, man. Um, you know, what I was going to say with, you know, those examples that you're giving, I mean, even more no, more so now because LeBron's not on the on the court and Tony's not on the rink. It just gets over-amplified now, you know, more than anything, uh, you know, with just the current situation right now. But, um, yeah, you know, it's like anything. I mean, I want to get around to it. I mean, I, I haven't even listened to um, – I haven't really listened through Sean, you know, Sean Avery. I, I don't get around to – I think me and you have talked about this too. I mean – you know, putting this together uh, with, you know, everything that we do outside of this, uh, it's tough to just, you know, kind of to, to lock in to, to hear whatever, you know, everybody else is doing too. But, you know, it's a guy that's – it's a young kid that's on our team. And, um, like I said, he's a big personality and everything else. So, yeah, we'll definitely check it out. I don't know if any fans are listening right now if they've checked it out too. But um, it's interesting. I, so, I, uh, I was listening to the Avery podcast, and we had talked about that a bunch. And, but I haven't listened in a while because I, I the, he had an episode that was literally like one big like infomercial for him going on Cameo. You ever hear that thing, Cameo? Yes. So it was all about how awesome he is a Cameo. But it was basically <laughs> just like, you know, an advertisement for him being on Cameo so he can make money on it. it was I, yeah. I'm listening to this thing like, does he think we're stupid? Like he was trying to turn it into like a show. But all it was was like one big advertisement to make him. So- and I haven't listened since because gotcha. I was I was so sort of disgusted because his other episodes were great. I thought they were funny and, and he did a good job. And then I was, it was almost like the, the sellout episode. Like, I'm like, what is, what is this? I'm like, this is terrible. Um, you know, it's basically one big uh, infomercial about himself. So I, I actually stopped. Stop listening. Well, you know, it's him. challenging. I mean, even guys like us, there's no games. You know, so no, I, mean, I get it. Every, but this was, no, this was I'm, early, I mean, I'm, early I'm ex- on. Yeah, I'm like, but I'm excluding a guy like Sean Avery. He's out of the game. He could talk, and yeah. you know, he could do whatever he wants. I'm talking like guys like us. You know, primarily this podcast is built around gameplay, yeah. and and the players and everything. So everybody knows who's been listening to us. And again, we uh, always thank everybody for for downloading and, and listening to the archives and everything else. You know, for us to come on here and, and just to kind of. Go through the motions. That's not something that me and Kevin want to do. Obviously, um, you know, getting back on tonight, it's, you know, we, we did. We took another couple weeks off for, for the right reasons because, you know, just it's just been chaotic out there. And, you know, you just don't want to uh, disrespect what, what's happening, you know, in, in our country and, and locally and everything else. So it's, it's not really just feeling good about talking about sports. And, 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 you know, like what you said earlier, Kevin, like there's more important things going out there. So... Well, yeah, and we and, you know, I think this show is is used as a distraction to some of that. But I think there's times where you shouldn't have a distraction, like where you need to be focused maybe on what's happening. And, you know, I think that was one of the reasons we didn't want to do the show the last two weeks, because, you know, there were important things that were going on in this country and important conversations that, you know, needed to be had. Um, whereas, you know, us acting like, you know, us two knuckleheads talking about, you know, hockey was, <laughs> you know, not you know appropriate and, and, you know, took away from some serious matters. But, you know, as, as, you know, that stuff is not that it's going away and, and, but as you're seeing some 
some meaningful sort of legislation being put out there and, and hopefully some things, uh, you know, enacted, um, you know, we can maybe get some, <laughs> talk a little hockey, act like a little bit like knuckleheads now, um, <laughs> you know, after, you know, yeah, some some real serious discussions needed to have happened. No, nah, it's all good. Well, look, man, it's it's been great to come back and, and fire this up again with you this week, dear buddy. And, and we'll, uh, you know, what we'll do, I guess what we'll do is we'll tell everybody that's listening, we're going to wait and let's make sure there's like no earthquake or. Oh, God, I don't even know what's going to happen this weekend. <laughs> you know, like North Korea and South Korea aren't getting along right now for some reason. So uh, India and China having some problems. So let's let's. We'll, we'll we'll check in with everybody next week. <laughs> Those murder hornets are going to come back or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, we'll find out. And, you know, uh, I, I did bring it up. Yes, it looks like Vegas is one of the hub spots. Uh, I apologize for myself not knowing that earlier. Um, but uh, It's all right. So- we're, we're all a little rusty, Paulie. Yeah, we're all a little rusty. <laughs> but anyway, there's something to look forward to. That'll, that'll be what we'll be doing here on Go Rangers Radio. We'll be just basically following along. What's going on with the Rangers? Uh, you know, maybe next week we'll have our greatest memories at the Nassau Coliseum as Ranger fans. Maybe, KD? <laughs> what, what do you think about that, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think my <laughs> as we say goodbye, the, the asbestos <laughs> raining down on me in the, in the, <laughs> at the top of the uh, stands there. <laughs> the, uh, the water leaking through the roofs into my beer. Um, <laughs> a little kumbaya, the Meadowbrook Parkway's all backed up. You know, we'll get that chant going there. All these Ranger uh, Islander memories of the Nassau Coliseum. What a shame, man. What a – I don't know, man. You know, it, you know and like I said, I, I do root for, you know, because of the rival reigns. So I, I have said – I've said it on the show. I say it on Twitter all the time. A Ranger Islander game at the Coliseum, there's nothing better. There's not. You know, because it it it's loud in there. It's sort of the old barn. It's fifty fifty. You know, at the garden, it's it's more Ranger fans, so you don't have that fifty fifty. And I I just think it, it's it's pandemonium in in the stands at the Coliseum for Ranger. I mean, everyone is fighting. You know, yelling at this brawl. I mean, it is. It it'll be missed. Um. You know, growing up on Long Island, being a Ranger fan and going to games there, Rangers versus Islanders, to me, you know, there's no better game in person sporting experience than Ranger Islanders at the Coliseum. I mean, to me, it doesn't get better than that. And I know we have a lot of younger, you know, Ranger fans where the the Islander Ranger rivalry isn't as big to them as it may be to us, Paulie, because we grew up with it when, you know, during its sort of heyday. Um, but you know, those experiences, those Ranger Island, the games that I went to, um, were nuts. I mean, it was intense on the ice as well as in the stands. I mean, you weren't sure if you were, you're wearing your Ranger jersey, if you were going to get like sucker punched or something, you know? And, and, uh, you know, I, I just feel like you didn't get that type of atmosphere or I've never felt it, um, at Island, the Ranger games at the garden, to be that intense as they were at the Coliseum. So, you know, we joke, but, you know, I, I, I will miss, you know, game Ranger Island, the games there. Yeah. Hey man, look at that. Am I off base? Am I off base with that or no? No, you're right. And and I, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm kind of getting a little bent out of shape because, you know, I'm thinking of obviously uh, Mika scoring that overtime goal and, and these two young Ranger and Islanders teams, 
you know, the way they've been playing each other, obviously, and in, in, in obviously the last month or so before the season shut down, um, you, you could kind of see a new young rivalry coming back. And the Coliseum, those games being played at the Coliseum again was a big part of that. And that no doubt was going to be a stepping stone into the Belmont Arena. And, you know, so that would have been another year next year in the Coliseum before the new arena is built. And watching these two young teams, you know, you, you we joke about the Isles, but you got to give them a lot of credit, obviously, what they've done here the last, you know, I guess the second year with, with Barry here. And, and they were struggling, obviously. But their their future was looking really good, obviously, with the organization getting solidified, the new arena happening. And as far as Rangers and Islanders, it was starting to, to build again. And, you know, like I said, you bring up a good point. And, yeah, it, 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 I guess it's frustrating. I To me, can I say I'm not surprised? I mean, you, you knew the Coliseum was going to go anyway. How it was going to survive, I don't know, obviously with COVID right now. What I don't understand is, and I don't want to go way off into a tangent here about it, but what <laughs> baffles me is billionaires – like they, he couldn't have sat on this for one more year. You know, I mean, obviously, no matter how much money you have, it's definitely not a, a good business thing. They, I'm sure it wasn't making that much money to begin with. And obviously, you, you, you're, I don't know, could I, couple, I, could, I don't could you know waited you... a couple more months to find out where things were going, and maybe they come back next year, and and and, but I guess. I, I don't know if you've seen the end of it, though, because they're looking for investors, right? I mean, I you know, it's closed sort of indefinitely, you know, if there they could some find... rich-ass people here in New York and Long Island. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I think there might be somebody who could, you know, like, like Wong did. You know, he stepped up to the plate, you know, when the Islanders needed him. And, you know, is there another sort of, uh, you know, rich, uh, you know, person on Long Island... Uh, who w- wants to step up to keep the Coliseum there. Now, the problem is that you won't have the Islanders because they're moving. So now, you know, you get the Coliseum. What are you getting? You know, it's not going to be a premier concert, you know, location anymore. Buy it, buy it for a year. <laughs> it won you at least. But uh, so, yeah, whatever. But, you know, you talk about the Zabanajek goal. I mean, that's a that's a great moment of the season. That's one of, the, you know... The top mo- that goal that overtime goal. Guess what I'm and, watching. Guess what I'm yeah. watching when we're done with this show. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if you that goal up, <laughs> and if you listen to the crowd, I mean, the crowd goes. Oh, nuts. it was amazing. It's amazing. Um, and that's what made those games, you know, in the Coliseum so great is because you know the crowd was just as loud when the Rangers scored as when the Islanders scored because it literally every game it was a fifty fifty breakdown of fans in the Coliseum. And I, I'm not sure if you get that, you know, in any other arena for any other game. I don't, you know, I don't know if that happens. Does that happen, you know, for Edmonton Calgary games? I don't know. Um, I don't probably not. Um, but, you know, that, that just made that, you know, venue so unique during the range of Islander games is just having that breakdown of 50, 50 during the games. And it was awesome, man. It was pain. I think, you know, Long Islanders, you know, we're, we're a little crazy sometimes. So I think it gets a, you know, uh, a little nutty in, in the, uh, you know, in the Coliseum. We're, you know, we're a passionate bunch. 
to put it nicely. Um, so, you know, I think it got, you know, the Coliseum during the games got real raucous. I mean, it was, it'd be rocking in yeah, raucous. It'd, it'd be rocking in there, you know? So uh, I, I, I think it'll be missed. Hopefully they could, because that atmosphere just, and I hadn't been to a game in the Barkley center, but you could just tell, you know, it's just, it wasn't the same with the range Island games in the Barclay center. And you hope it's going to be more like the Coliseum, you know, in the Belmont arena, than it was at the Barclays. So, you know, hopefully it, it has that intensity I don't know, when they Andy. move over there. I, I hear you'll be able to get sushi in third row. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> Just behind Barry Trotz. <laughs> the Islanders in their new arena come out to play. Well, it's all something to look forward to one way or the other. Anyway, hopefully we get a Rangers uh, Islanders series out of this tournament. So hopefully it all comes back. It'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun one way or the other. So we sit, KD. And we wait as uh, Go Rangers Radio rolls on. And uh, yeah, see you in like two months. We'll talk yeah, again man. in two months. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just wait. You know, <laughs> too much. Goodness. Oh man, all good stuff. Once again, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for this continued support uh, through the breaks and the ups and downs. Everybody, stay safe and healthy out there. Uh, we wish the best, to everybody. And uh, thanks again so much for tuning. So KD. As always, say goodbye to the folks, brother. Bye, folks.